Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Chris Jericho and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast. They're going to give you a reason to live, make you feel like you're the king of the mountain. And when it's all said and done, they're going to dance all over your face. Oh, yeah. We got some good-looking girls! Oh, yeah! Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this is James Simmons. Put that cookie down. Kiss. Stop pressing the button. Star. Robert Simmons. Star? Stanley. Stanley. Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck That's all. Talking What's up, big kiss army? Ace Friley with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 217. Ace on Eddie Trunk Show, March 29th, 2023. Guest starring Pepe Castro. (laughs) Just. Just the Pepe Castro thing was cracking me up, and Tom and I would text each other. I'm like, the way he says that name, it's like an ace name. I was hanging out with my new best friend, Pepe Castro. (laughs) Back at Orchard Beach in the Bronx, taught me how to play bar chords. (laughs) Yeah, I used to play bocce with Pepe Castro down at the Bronx. Now, I look forward to obviously every show we do, but there are certain episodes that come up where I'm like, I can't wait to record. This is one of those. <laughs> we had something else planned. We did. And we're like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> this thing this thing just took on a life of its own, and it's still going on. We're recording Wednesday, the 30th, Wednesday afternoon, evening, and it's still, it, it's, it, this is too big to just be, part of what's going on in kiss world it's too big yeah we've had we have fucking 50 text groups tom or something oh god yeah yeah um every group our shout out loudcast facebook group our shout out loudcast page our twitter page you name it everybody was talking about it and so we had to listen to it and uh yeah this is the episode for you my god it's insane it's gonna be it's gonna be insane well we got a lot to get to but before we do we talk about last week's episode and man what an awesome episode we did last week incredible my god we've had a ton of great guests we're so lucky and privileged to have amazing guests but michael was not only phenomenal during the show obviously but after 
the interactions with not only us, but the interactions with our listeners, like retweeting people, commenting on their comments. Like, what a gracious, awesome guest. Um, but before we get into the poll, we got to give a shout out to the tax man and Anthony Barone. Yeah, Tony. That's right. And let me just say this. Tony Barone is not only a Patreon, a longtime listener and fan and supporter of the show. He's not only an advertiser on the show. He is my personal tax man. So I can tell you all how amazing he is, how accurate and timely and hardworking he is on your taxes. So I can't stress enough. And where do you you live, Tom? I live in uh, southern New Hampshire, and he's out in Chicago. And this was as seamless as if he was sitting right next to me. So I can't say enough about Tony. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about what he does. So AB CPA Inc. It's an accounting firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all of your accounting and tax needs. For businesses, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships. Rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in Arkansas or Alabama, ABCPA can prepare and e-file on your behalf. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website at abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or email Tony, as I have, at Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com. Or call them at 708-430-3232, 708-430-3232. And I will say it again. I have used him personally and experienced the magic of ABCPA Inc. Please. It's crunch time for taxes. Tony can help you out. Contact him. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Woohoo! Hey, Tony, can you hook up my friend Pepe Castro? Should should more be like, hey, Tony, can you help me out? I think I got a couple of internal revenue service issues of my own. <laughs> Department uh, of Revenue's trying to ca- catch up with me. I need some help. I also think the Department of Transitional Assistance is trying to contact me, too. All right. So our poll, of course, we interviewed the amazing Michael DeBar, who is one of our most fantastic guests we've ever had. And the poll was related to the music that he's been involved in. And we asked you, what's your favorite song that Michael's been involved in? Is it Ain't None of Your Business, the awesome demo from Destroyer Box Set? Is it See You in Your Dreams from Gene's solo album in 78, where you can hear him wailing at the beginning? Or is it the infamous Mongoloid Man demo? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Mongoloid Man. It's just, it's insane. Uh, 65% of you think it is See You in Your Dreams from Gene's 78 solo album. 20% ain't none of your business. 15%, I don't know if you're serious or not, but you voted for Mongoloid Man. Um, God. Couple comments here on Twitter. We got so much interaction, and Michael is so gracious retweeting people, commenting, interacting, just a really, really great, great guest. Uh, Brad says, great interview. I just started watching the documentary on Amazon Prime due to this. It's awesome. 
Scott says, fantastic interview, guys. Michael is always great. I love the two Silverhead records. Do yourself a favor and check them out. Nowhere fan. Gotta say, chaps, I absolutely love this episode. I didn't want it to end. Can't you do a mini series with him? Seriously, <laughs> keep up the great work. Love it. And then I'll come back because the comment of the week will be off Twitter. So, Zeus, over to you with the book of face. Ryan Michael Spencer Cook, Rodham Clinton, Jessica Parker. Such an interesting and funny episode. He is certainly an original. Perhaps you're the one who has the odor. That's a count. Well, I can smell you from here. <laughs> Love it. Lee Graham wrote, Hoodlum Rock Forever, Michael DeBar. And Michael <laughs> writes, Yes. That's awesome. And then Michael DeBar comments, A wonderful opportunity to have some fun with you guys, Tom and Zeus. Also, to give kiss props. They were very good to our band, Detective. Gives us the great opportunity to play at the most sacred rock and roll gig, Madison Square fucking garden. And that's, I'm trying to do the Maitre D. I'm not trying to do Michael because I can't. Uh, Sneed Rock. That was an incredible interview. What an awesome guest. Great interview, guys. Keep him coming. Uh, Jason Funk. Holy crap. You got somebody from Seinfeld. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. That still hasn't really sunk in right now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, over on Loudcasters, Keith Rochford says, I always like this solo album. Somebody up there likes me. Yeah, go pick up Michael's discography. I'm sure you'll like it. Paul Heider, I'll tell you, you continue to grow your brand, and the sky's the limit. Looking forward to the two of you bringing Zelensky and Putin together. To oh. discuss their shared love of the elder. Oh, God. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Daniel Holler Houston. Johnny Thunders blitzed out of his mind on Angel Dust. <laughs> fainting when he saw Peter's drum riser goes up is hilarious. Also, Michael staying up for weeks at a time and having random fans do his makeup. A-plus interview. It is. It was great. My God, what a great guy! So entertaining. Jason Leonard says my favorite comment of his in the Seinfeld episode. What do you mean? Stunk up, <laughs> Michael. I, I just love that because that's the cut. They cut right to that. <laughs> I just picture them going up to him and saying, "You're." Fucking valet guy stunk up my car. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? Stunk up. Uh, One of your guests ruined the middle elevator. What do you mean ruined? What do you mean stunk up the elevator? (laughs) I mean stunk. Uh, Kelly Jem Blair. I've ordered my kiss casket and getting all of my personal affairs in order. My legal will is being finalized. My life is complete. I know the origins of the Shakespearean prose of Mongoloid Man. Oh, jeez. As always, you guys knocked it out of the park. Thank you. Over on Instagram, Ali Graham adds again, a great interview, Tom and Zeus. But how the heck did you mention Seinfeld and not mention WKRP in Cincinnati? Michael's Scum of the Earth episode is classic. Hoodlum rock forever. 
Now, nice. I know I know he was on the revamped WKRP, and I saw him comment on it saying that was a terrible sitcom. Oh, yeah. No, he was on the OG for, for, for that bit. Yeah. Yeah, he was on the OG, but then he became on the revamped the, version yeah. that was just horrible. Yeah. And then Michael DeBar comments, I enjoyed your conversation thoroughly. You guys know your stuff, and I'm grateful for that. Have a beautiful weekend. He is fucking awesome. And we exchanged some emails and stuff as well and other messages. Oh, man. He's just uh, gracious. Very gracious. Yeah. So overwhelmed with his kindness. Um, Over on our YouTube page, Patrick, another watermark attained with this legendary guest. Michael DeBar is a star. And it was a pleasure listening to his humble storytelling. His quote regarding Bob Ezrin. If I ever run into him, I won't buy him a lunch was a remark from a true class act and gentleman. Yeah, you missed the other part. <laughs> we didn't allow it to play. Yeah, you, didn't hear the un- you didn't hear the unedited version. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> um, this guy has done it all with everyone, and his feet are firmly planted on Earth. Great episode. Uh, Jason Leonard uses the great line from Seinfeld. I don't have time to smell cars. All right, one with <laughs> Michael is a legend. And that's what I got, Tom. Over to you. Uh, yeah, let's get to a couple emails here. We got one uh, from a new listener, James Nett. Oh, yeah. And he said, Yeah, he sent us a really thorough, great long email covering everything from our podcast to Kiss to Murph and all kinds of great stuff. So huge thanks to uh, James from Wisconsin, a true new fan of the show. So we, we always love getting uh, great emails like that from from uh New listeners, those are the best kind of listeners. Um, And then a couple other ones here. Mike H., our buddy, says, is this the first guest who didn't complete the kiss questions, also known as the Murph questions? I enjoy hearing the answers. Yeah, I can say we were going through them, and then we went off track. I wasn't going to bring him back. He was telling some great stories. It wasn't, do I really need his greatest, you know, how many concerts has he visited? Right. So we just detoured off of it. Yeah, I know. We just let him go. Uh, and then our good buddy, West Beach, another absolutely killer interview. What a great guest with so many entertaining stories. I've had some interactions with him on Twitter, and he is always gracious and informative, just a wealth of knowledge. I have been a fan of his since I was in college and saw ads for Silverhead's 16 and Savaged album. I searched out that record and used to stare at the girl on the cover, hoping to meet that kind of girl. Sadly, there weren't any girls like that in Pittsburgh in the 70s. I watched his documentary, and it was just fascinating as I never realized he was into Sir With Love, which I've seen so many times. Then he came out of the 70s and 80s in one piece and a testament to his strong will and determination to clean himself up. I would have thought he would have bonded more with Paul, as they were both flamboyant frontmen, so I was surprised to hear Gene, who he was closer to. And the story of his band Detective should serve as a cautionary tale to anyone pursuing a career as a musician. They had everything going for them, only for it to fall apart due to indifference and mis guidance that picture of jimmy page passed out at their signing just summed it all up oh and to weigh in on Vinny and the elder i think he would have made it a stronger record and given it an edge that is sorely missed after the lighter weight songs on dynasty and unmasked for them to come out with a concept record was certainly not going to win over the fans and in my opinion Vinny could have given it a heavier sound and bring back some of the fans that had left one can dream as always keep rocking wes yeah wes love you buddy and then we're going to wrap up feedback here back on Twitter. 
with a longtime fan supporter and Patreon, the lovely Amber Fiber Magic Queen. She gets points just for having a, an incredible Twitter handle. She says, what an amazing interview all the way through was so insightful. And I love his take on Gene where he says, quote, if you don't believe in you, who the fuck is going to believe you? Nice to see Gene as being portrayed as confident and not an egomaniac. Thanks, TNZ, for another awesome show. Amber, that's such a great quote. And I love when listeners pick up and pay attention to little things that guests say. Um, and not only that, you're a huge fan of the show. We love that and your Patreon support. So for that, Amber, Fiber, Magic Queen, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, Amber. Woohoo. Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out to our Patreon family. We got a new member, Stephen Holden. Yeah. I believe is in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Stephen Holden uh, is our newest Patreon member. Thank you, Stephen. And I, I think he's uh, going to be starting, like many of our Patreons, starting his own podcast soon. So, we'll, you know, when we get the details of that, we'll let you guys know. Uh, Absolutely. Stephen, thank you so much for joining. And we'd like the rest of you guys to come join us on our Patreon page. That's where we uh, have our own little personal private group there, Tom, with uh, a ton of members now. It's grown way beyond our belief. And the contributions you guys make are a huge contributing factor as to why Shout It Out Loudcast continues to grow. And uh, all that is greatly appreciated. And it's a big help to us. We have four different tiers. So whatever monetary tier you want to join, there are different options for you. You get perks from us, whether it be uh, merch, uh, involvement in the show. We have uh, the ARC pick swinging around again soon enough you guys helped us out with the march madness we do video calls with you guys there's a lot of stuff and the input from you guys is immense so thank you for that and again if you want to get involved and join our patreon family you can go to our website shout it out loudcast.com right there on the landing page you'll see patreon go there click on that find something that interests you and uh, join the fun in the family because it's a happy, growing, and uh, humorous group, I would say. And to have a have a group of people that get our sense of humor and everything is immense. It's immense. So thank you for our Patreon family. Thank you, Stephen, for joining. And we hope that you, the listener, will also join our Patreon family. Yep, you guys are the best. Special shout out to Stephen Holden. Thank you so much for joining the family, becoming a spaceman. Ah, good week for that. Um, but you guys are the best. We we do we do other things too weekly. We do, you know, uh input on flashback Fridays, what we're gonna post depending on what tier you are, sneak peeks at the episodes uh on a Thursday, depending on what tier you are. And then, like Zeus said, involvement with ARC, March Madness, video chats. Anytime Zeus and I are talking about something, we're like, you know what? Let's ask the Patreon. Let's have them tell us. Let's have them get let's yep. get their opinion. And then there's chatter amongst you guys as a, as a community, too. So it's a great place. Check us out. Like Zeus said, Patreon.com or go to our website. Click on the uh, the link for Patreon or download the app. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. Uh, I just want to start us off with uh, our friend Vinny Vincent is having another event. We don't get into too much details about these things when he does. No. If it happens, great. Uh, we'd rather see more of Vinny than less. And stay tuned for some 80s comments on Vinny. But uh, Vinny's got something coming up. What else do you got? Well, Kiss, as they are want to do, added more, more dates. It's fucking banned. Can't get out of their own way. They added four new shows, Detroit, Nashville, St. Louis, Fort Worth, I think with a I think with the dates. And you know, somebody brought up a great point. Forgive me, I don't know who posted. I think it might have been on our Loudcasters group. Somebody's like, you know, what the fuck? Like people were like when the tickets went on sale. Okay. There are probably people in that Detroit area that A were pissed that they weren't getting a show and B were like, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to have to buy tickets to whatever this show since it's not coming to Detroit. And then they fucking, you know, I, I get it. I get it that bands add dates, but this was supposed to be the final 50, you know? And then then the jokes start coming around and being like, when are they going to add a show for December 3rd? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So Whatever. I think I think that someone say when Gene put out his post said something like we're coming to so and so so and so Dubai people were like Dubai yes yes yeah oh shit I totally forgot about that they added some European uh, uh, venues and somebody goes Dubai and I was like yeah well, how, <laughs> I was, I'm like yeah how else do you think they're gonna pick up the DVDs if they don't go back there instead of getting sued fuck them load the DVDs on the kiss plane we'll save on shipping can you. That's fucking ballsy, though. <laughs> fucking ballsy. Hey, one other thing, Tom. I saw uh, Paul put up a nice, cute photo of him and his daughter, which was great because Paul was smiling in that photo. His yeah. daughter is a cute little girl. Yeah. But I did notice, though, she had a cross on. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. Nice. I didn't know if he, I didn't know that Paul. I mean, again, this is just because we're Kiss fans. Yeah. Overanalyzing it. Yeah. I didn't know his wife was non-Jewish. And so they might be bringing up their kids with both. With a, with, yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah uh, also, Paul, Paul posted another picture of him not smiling <laughs> of him, of him flexing for the camera. And again, with the who fodded face, <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. We'll get into more of that, but. One last thing. Also, our buddy Bruce Kulik's been putting up some great photos. Eric's been hanging out with him. He's got like three or four different shots with Eric lately in round tables with Zach Throne and Brett Fitz, and then more with him because it was Brett Fitz's birthday. And uh, and apparently uh, Bruce likes to make eggs and omelets or something or scrambled eggs. Well, you know, you got to move from the flapjacks over to the over to the protein. So that's that's okay. It's good for Bruce. We'll take it. Hey guys, Bruce Kulik, working over at IHOP. Got flapjacks on the girdle. We got that going, and we got some scrambled eggs. How do you like yours? Fluffy or runny? Bruce Kulik, signing off. Hey guys, Western omelet. What a meal. <laughs> Veggies, meats, cheeses. Eastern omelet, ham. Western omelet, add the onions. Coming your way. I, and also, um, the picture of Bruce with Eric Singer wearing a see-through <laughs> shirt. 
What's happened? What did I did I miss something? What is that? But if you look at Eric's face, you're like he has a normal looking face. It's not it's something about something about <laughs> that makeup. It's maybe you know what? Maybe he's allergic. Maybe it's like the kid in My Girl when he gets stung by a bee and he just fucking as blows soon, up. As soon as the guy puts on the makeup, he turns into like. <laughs> <laughs> he turns into like Biggie. Like, yeah. It's just you're right because when you see a picture, like oh Eric Singh, he's kind of a cool like rock dude, and then you see him with the fucking Catman makeup, like oh, and he's always got like I don't know like Russian mobster gear on or something like a tracksuit or something. <laughs> just I, God bless Eric, you know the tracksuit mafia. <laughs> Where's your oh, little God. friend? Oh, he's right over there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, that's Kiss World. Yeah. Okay, guys, give me a second. I'm going to go grab a couple drinks with my best friend growing up, Pepe Castro. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stephen Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Guys, we're back from the break. I'm just trying to tell some of my friends about, you know, that can't be light without darkness. That can't be good without evil. Kind of preaching to my friends about what I believe in. Oh, boy. So we will put the warning on here. So Ace Cults members, please be okay. Like, 
you know, well, maybe we'll have to do a wellness check on some of the ace cult members. Show us on the ace doll where we hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my ass is killing me. (laughs) So. (laughs) I knew like we knew he was going on there. We didn't know this. Eddie didn't either. You saw Eddie's. You saw Eddie on social media after the interview. Even he was like, "Holy shit! I don't even know where to go right now." More importantly, he emailed us back. We asked. We're like, "Holy shit, buddy!" And we're gonna say this right off the top. We congratulated him. That was a fucking great job. He. I know you got half the people telling us, "Oh, he fucking stirred the fucking pod. He was the one doing it." You wouldn't ask fucking Ace questions. Hey, Ace, let's talk about 1981 with you. Like, exactly. of course you're going to ask him. Exactly. Right? Of and whether, and, going to. And whether or not, Eddie, let's just say for the sake of argument that Eddie did stir the pot. Okay. Eddie, uh, Ace still responded the way he responded. Yeah, did he think he was going to bring that up that way? Exactly. No. I mean, Jesus Christ, you could tell by the end by the end of the interview that Eddie just started chuckling. He's like, what the, the fuck? Where am I right now? The guy has a radio show. His right. job is to get news and talk about stuff. And guess He's, what? Well, I'm an, not allowed to because I, I, I people get upset. Within an hour of that thing ending, it was all over classic rock, blabbermouth, loudwire. Even still today, everybody's talking about it because Ace is out of his fucking mind. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm not taking Eddie's side. I'm not taking Paul. I think Paul is a little bitch and I think Ace is a lunatic. Yeah. And I'm sorry people. We'll, we'll we'll get into the interview, but if after that interview you are still a member of the Ace cult, then I don't know what to tell you because that that was a horrendous yeah. by Eddie Ace. Eddie Eddie basically came to the same conclusion. I know he wanted to talk about the final shows. He had no idea it was going to go there. He was going to ask him those questions. He had no idea. And he said to us, I, I had to get off. I had to catch a plane. I couldn't well, half, half, half the interview, I don't even think Ace was listening. I mean, God love Eddie for being professional because I, I would have been like, that's Ace. funny. That's funny you been, say that. Save that thought because I'm going to bring that up. Okay, because yeah. I was because I was just gonna say if I was Eddie, I would be like, Ace, could you shut the fuck up for two seconds and let me finish what I'm saying? Like, ah, eh, why? Why is cheap trick in a lawsuit? Let him get the <laughs> fucking question out first, you bozo. Yeah, and uh, Eddie said that his highlight for him was a silly safe. Oh my god, Alt will always be known as a silly safe. Silly. But anyways, safe. go ahead. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah, all sorry, right. I, sorry, I didn't mean to flip out there. I just got so yeah, like, no, no, we, Ace, we have Ace, plenty Ace, of chance to flip yeah, out. It's Ace usually Ace usually entertains me. Th- this was now granted. I laughed throughout the entire fucking thing because it sounded like you on the phone with Eddie. Yeah, the <laughs> thing is like. You know when you hear stuff like, oh my god, you gotta listen to it. Yeah, like when you do listen to it, you're usually like, like, dude, it's by now it's already kind of died down. You this was as good as you heard it was gonna be. Um yeah, so it starts off with Ace talking about at H shows out shows in California. Yeah, how big were those how big was that crowd? (laughs) Did you notice that everything that Ace talked about was like the best? Oh yeah. Like everything he talked about was like the the best, the highest, the biggest, the like like everything. He does the kiss stuff, but he always never wants to be tainted with it. He wants to sell yeah. the merch. He yeah. wants to talk about how big stuff is, but you know those guys brag about shit, and I don't. Uh, they they're all about merch, and I'm not. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Anyways, um, he was talking about he went he went right into. I don't know. In six days, I came up with five new songs, and then I have like. 
I'm like uh, parentheses around after the comments he would make. Yeah. And my own comments. Yeah. Five new shitty songs. I mean, Ace. It's a great. It's a great point. Like, like what you you talking to like a, like a coworker or something and be like, hey, yeah, I, I just I just built five desks. You only built one. Yeah, but those are pieces of shit, dude. Yeah. Those aren't good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, he's I guess he's recording this new album in his new studio in New Jersey that he built. It's the greatest yes. studio I've ever been in. See, everything is the great. Everything's the great. Sounds like a 10 year old. Everything I got the greatest. Yeah. And he's doing it with Steve Brown. Good old Steve Brown from uh, Trickster. We, we've met a couple times. Good guy. Uh, but, talented but who, man. But who else is he working with? Because he had to check his emails. <laughs> He goes, and this is what I thought about. And then Pepe Castro, he inspired me to be a rock star. I said, you know, if he could do it, I could do it. Dude, Paul Stanley was talking about, like, I saw Jimi Hendrix. I saw Led Zeppelin. I saw the Four Tops and all these. You know, he's always name dropping shit. I saw Pepe Castro. (laughs) You know, big blues guy, you know, psychedelic rock guy. Told me how to show me how to play bar chords. Went to the beach, <laughs> to the beach with them. <laughs> I they, they taught me how to play bocce, like I talked about. Um, and in the like, he doesn't realize it's coming off insulting. Oh, if he could do it, I could do it. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, this guy. Hey, nice job, Peppy. And you know why he could do it better? He said, "Well, because I'm better looking than him." <laughs> and then he goes. <laughs> He started doing like the like the Frank Rizzo Chuck. He's got he's got this Gene Simmons confusion that being a rock guy he, that you're good looking. He's like, not good looking. <laughs> do not talk about looks, Ace. Come on, buddy. Oh man, I still got the pipes. <laughs> and another guy that was helping me out, Tommy. Hold on a second. Let me go check it out. <laughs> I got to look at the, my emails. Who's, who's the guy who's been in my house for the last three weeks? I was just going to say that. How the fuck do you not know the name of the guy? <laughs> and he's like, Lander? He's like, yeah, I think that's him. My pockets? <laughs> Fill my pockets. <laughs> and he gets into like these stories. Yeah, Steve was supposed to come over the other day, but I had a runny nose. I think I got a chill the other day from going out in my car, my T-shirt. I'm like that's like from fucking the movie Slapshot. Slapshot. Yeah, you you injured your knee in the Peterborough game. Uh, no, I have a cold. Went outside, stopped my car. I think it settled down on my kidneys. Like what the fuck? I got a runny nose. How does that? You're 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 a rock star, and you're telling people that you got a runny nose. I thought I can't perform today. I got a runny nose. Happy oh, Castro God. hooked me up with some Sudafed before the show. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, that's for a uh, foot fungi ace. Oh shit! I put it. I put it in my nose. I really like the Robitussin. <laughs> I like that Ricola. <laughs> I was gonna sing that commercial, but I I had another gig to do. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, and then he was are talking we, about the material. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me cut you off. Are we going to talk about, you want to wait until the end? Are we going to talk about now about how, li- like, literally, seriously, Ace sounds during this interview? He sounds like us. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I hate to pass judgment, but that's what we do on this show. 
I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's years of abusing himself. He, he, you just he say doesn't numbing himself. He doesn't sound right. Like the sound of his voice doesn't sound right. But then at, at the end of the, as the interview continues, he starts to ramble like a crazy uncle who sits next to you at Thanksgiving. You know, we'll get to that, but it's just, it's like that Aussie effect. Like exactly. Somebody brought that up. Fucking buried his brains with so much drugs and alcohol. He's just, I I sound like I'm fucked up all the time, (laughs) even though I'm not, you know, that's brain. The the wet brain kicks in. (laughs) Where the fucking, who's that guy again? (laughs) Anyways, um, he talks about the material. It's going to be all, uh, you know, along the way, <laughs> he's trying to like he's help trying. him out, throw he's him a trying. lifeline. It's his buddy. Yeah. Like, oh, so you got new material. This isn't going to be covers. Yeah, but I got it. You know, I think one song's a cover and I, I have to do an instrumental. My fans will be upset because I think I've done an instrumental on every album. No, your fans are going to be upset because you haven't put out a good album since 1978. Ace. That's why your fans are going to be upset. Yeah, then he started talking about Jeff Beck inspiring him to do Fraction oh. Mirror as an instrumental. Uh, you know, he's he's almost in a way he reminds me of me. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why Ace? He what? reminds me of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he described we're both kind of unorthodox. Yeah, but I, I got I got I me mean, Eddie. I got a gift from God. You know. Dude, what are you talking about, Ace? I got a gift from God. And, I, you know, my birthday's coming up. I guess they'll have a birthday cake for me. <laughs> Is that his, that's his way of asking for a birthday cake. Now his handles are like, great. Now Ace thinks he's getting a fucking birthday what, cake. What is an Ace birthday party like? <laughs> oh, Everybody it's... gets to do cocaine <laughs> off my cake. <laughs> it's... <laughs> In the tail on Peppy. Everybody gets a fish fillet of fish sandwich. Instead of a pinata, I got a cardboard. Looks like Paul Stanley. Just whack it for me. Can't stand the guy. Oh, good. Um, and then they start getting into the main topic, which is asking him, oh, did he get an offer? Absolutely right. not an offer. I think they deceived the fans because they said they invited me. If the if they want me to get on stage, they better have deep pockets. Yeah, a large offer. So here we go again. And this has been my beef with all the fucking ace yep. cult members. Yep. <clears throat> why is it that he can say that shit and you guys don't get him out? Oh, why isn't Gene and Paul fucking do this? Why did you? He gets to say, I want money. He doesn't get to say. I really want to do this. I think this would be great for us. It's a great way to end the legacy of the band. I should be there. Yeah, we should be able to figure out monetarily how much I should get paid. Uh, you know, as long as I'm treated fairly, I'm, I'll am i be okay. All right, and I, they better have some deep pockets. The other thing, too, did you notice how he said he commented on how the final shows are sold out? Mm-hmm. And he's implying that they're sold out because people think he's going to be there. And a, yeah. Gene and Paul have misled because I think those shows are sold out. Ace, no offense, those shows are sold out by people like us who know you're not going to be there. Yeah, he's trying to kind of take credit for it. That's exactly yeah, what he's we doing. We all think and hope for it, but we bought it with the 
understanding that it may not happen. Yes, of course. Right. Of so course. that's how we look at it. And then I can't believe it. He made absolute sense when he said the next topic. He goes, Doc doesn't know what he's talking about. He just goes on and on. I don't know if he consults even with Paul and Gene. He contradicts himself. He's right. He's right. But that was the first of many people who thought this entire interview made me laugh. Ace goes up one side and down the other side. And then at the end goes, but I like him. He's a nice guy. He does it with, he does it with doc. He does it with Gene. He does it with Tommy Thayer. He, he destroys these people for five minutes. He goes, but he's a nice guy. Get along with him. I got nothing against him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's absolutely right about doc. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Doc's lost his fastball. Yeah. Or he doesn't give a fuck and he's on his way out. Yeah. Eddie mentioned that too. He's like, I can't believe some of the stuff that like doc, like just like, like the sink and Stanley thing. Sorry, not to bring it up, but like for just to be like, yeah, you know, the tracks. It was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes on and on about stuff. And then he contradicts himself. Oh, we're not doing that. Right. Right. I think he doesn't give a fuck. He wants the last shows to be the way they are. And Paul and Gene can do whatever the fuck they want afterwards. Yeah, I agree. Why do they need to keep paying him big bucks? If they're not touring anymore, I don't know. So they're probably cutting him off. And so he's like, I don't give a shit. Oh, he told me he doesn't give a shit. I'm, you're not going to fucking fire me before the end of the, the road. No. So when that's done, I, I, I said I didn't think they were going to do it. How did I know they were going to do that later? Right. So maybe that's what it is. No, you're right. And then, then Ace asks about, I heard about the piss comment and Eddie verifies it with him. Yeah. He said he thought it was unnecessary. And then I wrote, here we go. I, well, I did too. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought that was I, put it this way. Paul does not have enough goodwill and, and enough of a sense of humor to think that that was anything other than a gut punch from him. He's a smart ass. He cuts like a knife. He's he's bo- he's borderline humorless. So when he said that, he fucking meant it. Yeah, but I here's think. the thing. I think I, I I said this at the time. I think Eddie overdoes it. I, I don't think it's that bad of a comment. I do. I have heard because it came worse. from Paul. Okay, I have heard worse from each one of these guys, from Peter, from Ace, from Gene, from Paul. The piss comment is a fucking, it's a weak ass comment. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's exactly. Dumb. It's exactly. unnecessary. It's a continued trend that he's doing. But yeah. is it anything worse that's been done in the last ten years? No, they've all said stupid things. Why Paul would bring it up? He's an idiot because Paul always has to minimize anything else. Look what I'm talking about right in front of you. But that's why I think it was. That's why I think it was so. I I think it was a nasty comment. I do. I'm sorry. It it wasn't necessary. It was stupid. But I don't think it's any worse than a lot of the shit that's been going on. Mm. Um, That's just me. And I think Eddie was really upset about it. And I think that he. I mean, I just look at it as like, it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. But regardless, okay. yeah. anyways, it got Ace going. And then that was the end of it. Oh, because God. This here is when he, we this, go. This is when he unraveled. Ace this is says, when he unraveled. They've been bad-mouthing me since 1981. And after Unplug, now I'm not a drug addict and unreliable. They don't say, and I don't give a fuck. He keeps fucking falling on that sword. Go ahead. They don't say that Ace is an unreliable drug addict right now. They've never, I agree. They always talk about in the past. He had these problems. They're not saying, oh, this and that. And by the way, he did do drugs and shit and was unreliable during the fucking reunion era. He did. He knows it. 
Another th- well, actually, I'll let you get to this part because then I want to jump in on something too. No, but so I'm but, saying the comments he made were about that period. I agree. Yes. Okay? Afterwards, they're not saying, "Oh yeah, Ace is a drug addict right now. Ace is unreliable right now." Right. I agree. Anyways, it, it's uh, no, you're right. It's always past tense. His past stuff. To be honest, I don't even think Paul and Gene don't even talk about Ace in the present tense for the no. most part. You know, I've never heard them say, well, I don't know what Ace is doing. I don't know if he's on drugs. I don't know. I've never heard that kind of comment or about Peter. About which will lead, currently. Which will, which will lead me on to my next comment once we get to it. Go ahead. All right. So then he talks about, that's the night I punched out Tommy because she was giving me a hot time because I had my girlfriend in the room. Tommy said she had to leave. And Paul was just had a surprise look. He didn't realize. I grew up in the streets. I've been in games in jail and shot and stabbed. I've had guns pointed at my head. What the fuck are you? T- and then I, you know what? My favorite, one of my favorite parts of this entire interview is he goes on this thing. Be like, I'll fight some guy two twice as big <laughs> as me. And Eddie's like, all right, Ace. So let's get back to the question. Like, he, <laughs> I mean, Eddie's like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm not even getting involved with because that. Because when I think of tough guys in oh, music, I think, yeah. I think Ace Frehley. Yeah. When you think of tough guy, think of Ace. Come on. I had guns pointed in my head. I'm not afraid of anything. I'd go up against a guy twice my size, and you would get your ass kicked. Muppet boy. Oh, God. Uh, And then uh, Eddie starts talking about the story about divided bands at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. And. And he's like, you know, Cheap Trick went up there. This band went up there. Hard play with everybody. Why is Cheap Trick getting sued? What? (laughs) And I wrote, Ace couldn't keep up with what Eddie was saying. Not at all. Not at all. What'd you say, Cheap Trick? What happened to them? And Eddie's finally like, my point is. (laughs) But like, come on, Eddie. You're spinning that. There have been other acts that will not go up with other people. So you're, you're talking about successful ones. That merged at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. There have been not many that will right. not perform with anybody. How'd right. that Guns right. N' Roses one work out? Well, they torn again. Yeah, but how did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one? Oh, oh, I see what you Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there are yeah. more bands than that. Anyways, there's just other examples. And then Eddie keeps saying, like, you know, unlike them, you tour. You make records. You tour with Alice Cooper. Okay, this is back to what we said before, but go ahead. Okay, a couple things here. First of all, pulling a weekend at Bernie's, (laughs) okay, and having that amazing band that you're with dragging you through a tour, okay? Yes, did Ace show up? Of course he showed up. Was he there on time? Yes, he was there on time, okay? I'm sorry, Ace can't do right now. Now, this is my opinion, because obviously I don't have anything factual. Based here, in my opinion, what I've seen of Ace, we've seen him in concert, we've seen the videos. I do not think that Ace could do more than maybe a song on stage with the precision of Kiss right now. That's right, I use the word precision. The other thing too, and just to push back a little bit with uh, on what Eddie said and what what Ace said, they were both saying, you know, you've been putting out albums, you've been touring, you've been creating more music than the band has been doing recently. Okay. That's perfectly fine. But like you said earlier, Zeus, Paul and Gene aren't really saying anything about Ace present day, mm-hmm. right? And pretty much every criticism they have is like in the past. They're not saying that Ace is a bum right now, that Ace is doing nothing right now, that Ace is a drunk right now. So I get what 
Eddie and Ace are talking about about Ace's current like status, but it's I don't think spin. anybody. It's a spin, right, right? Right. I don't think anybody denies that. A jam yeah. won't know that he's doing that. No, he is touring. He is putting out albums. Right. I would say and it's not, not good. Very, and, yeah. But none of it's good. good. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. None of it's good. But if you think because Ace's band is touring is the same as Ace without his band. That's touring, my point. That's exactly my point. You're, you're insane. That's a, that's my point. And his yep. vocals without those guys helping him tremendously in no. his guitar without those guys helping him. Paul can't kiss can't run with him being the lead guy. On guitar, I I will I will. Well, all that being said, I do think if they brought Ace up, say they brought Ace up for like fucking shock me or rock and roll all night. Well, maybe not even shock me with the vocals. If they did like an MTV Unplug with rock and roll, like he gets up there and just is there with the guitar. Of he course can he do, can do that. Okay. Of course he can. He, of course wait. he can do that. I think he can do three songs. I think he can okay. get up there and do New York Groove, shock me, rock and roll all night, fucking whatever else they end up their show with. I think Maybe. he can do three, Maybe. four songs. He knows those enough. Maybe. He can carry it. And you know what? Tommy's either still on stage with him or Tommy's behind the curtain. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And same thing yep. with Peter. Peter's I, either on stage with Eric or Eric's behind the curtain playing. I, I agree. Right, so they're there as a backup because there's no way Gene and Paul are going to let that fall flat on their face. They're recording these last two shows. They're going to definitely sell these to make money. They're not going out with a fucking. Let's see how Ace does. Hopefully, he won't be bad. Are you fucking kidding me? I agree. No way. Anyway, then Ace just it's Paul's frustration and insecurity that he has to use. Here we go. Here it comes. Ugh. And we're only six months apart, and I can still get up there and belt it out and hit the keys, and he can't. That right there, that is when I, uh, that's when I, I almost didn't even laugh out loud. I, I felt bad for Ace. Ace right now can't sing through the good end of a garden hose if you paid him. <laughs> okay. And for him to think that he can A, belt it out, and B, hit a note or a key. And then, of course, the cheap shot at Paul, but whatever. I don't. I expect that. But Ace, you, you you can't sing right now. But that's okay. That's okay. You're 72 years old. It's okay. Yeah, um, that's the problem I have. Is he went there? Yeah. And I'm like, Paul's not going to forgive that. Well, that's see, we haven't talked about that yet. Well, thought, like, let's let's talk. Let's he talk went about to it. a spot that Paul's not going to forgive. And I'm like, if, you shouldn't if, have done that. If anybody had any glimmer of hope that you would see Ace in Madison Square Garden in December, it's gone. It's never ever going to happen. Now, in I don't I, from since day one, I said it's never going to happen. But now that he's on record as taking a low blow cheap shot and going after, you know, the Achilles heel of Paul, it's never going to happen. But that's I've been saying it's never going to happen, anyways. Yeah. Um. It's very unfortunate. I'm very sad that he's using backing tracks because it's cheapening the brand, which affects my bottom line because I still get paid on merch and I'm pissed off about it. Cheapening, dude, they're still out there doing all this short shit, making money and helping you make money because you ain't making money off your fucking Ace Frehley cassette box set that you put out. Or the or the new colored forty five vinyl box set that's coming out. Yeah, it's not working. Just, dude, you think you're upset that it's ruining your legacy, dude? 
a friend a, of ours. What a weird way to look at it. You're ruining my legacy. Really, a, Ace? A friend of ours played a fucking played a a, a a voice memo. Oh God, of him singing a song. It was like for uh, like thirty seconds. We can't say because he's like, oh no, 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 don't put it on. I'm like, can I please use this? And he's like, no, 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 no. It was fucking a parody. It, it was it, me it, yeah. mimicking him on Kiss Cruise Karaoke. Well, you know what it sounded like? It sounded like somebody. It sounded like it sounded like someone mimicking you, mimicking Ace. Yeah, it, it was, was. It so was bad. It didn't, it didn't even sound real. Yeah, and dude, like, it's not like Gene, whose voice is still decent. Yeah, he can still sing. That, yeah, saying like, "Oh, Paul's criticizing me. I can still do it." Dude, you are fucking horrendous right now singing. It, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, and and, and I don't. I, I and don't it's know. the and it's the fucking Paul Stanley versus Vince Neil kind of debate. Do you want somebody up there croaking, or do you want somebody using tracks and helping himself? Which one do you want? Right. That's true. All right. So Ace goes on to say that he's more pissed off about what they said because it's hitting below the belt because I'm eight years sober at the time. It's all a lie. He's pissed off I left the group, and I'm still successful, and they don't always sell out their shows. Dude, are you fucking trying to compare? Dude, Dude, I'll put it to you this way. I live in southern New Hampshire, okay? I live in Nashua, second biggest city in the state, which is like being like the tallest nerd (laughs) or the, or the the tallest midget and the coolest nerd. There's a new venue that's opening up in April, National Fine Arts Center, and they're gonna have they're gonna have concerts. It's like a smaller venue that competes with some of these these local ones. Ace is is coming in August. It's oh. part of his tour. It's part of his tour. We can see his uh, band. Tom, you got any room in that shed in your backyard? I'm having a hard time trying to book something at the Wyndham. <laughs> I need to save a couple of bucks. Um, but. It's a it's a it's a thick a theater, so like you said, okay, maybe Kiss isn't selling out arenas, but they're playing arenas, right, dude? It's just it's just. Anyways, and then Eddie comes in afterwards and says what the correct thing that we've always talked about. Eddie correctly says, "Well, we know what that's always all about. It's about selling the now." At the time and pushing the version of the band now. Eddie is absolutely 100% right. 100% bullseye with that. No yep. doubt. You've said that all along. It's always about yep. where is Kiss now? What version? In the 80s, they're better than anything. They've always been better. This is the way to go. When they came back and did the reunion, oh my God, blew everything else away. That was just a you know, a place card. Now this is the real band is back together. Yep. Then when they get Tommy and Eric, oh my God, this is the best version of the band we've ever had. It's always about that. And but my, I, pro- my problem has always been with that is that he does it at the expense of denigrating everything that came before whatever he's talking about now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He can say, he can get away with saying this. Well, this is my favorite version. I know other fans have different versions yeah. of the band because it makes my life easier. I like touring with these guys. I'm closer with these guys personally. So it's my favorite version of this band. No one's insulted by that. Right. Don't try to tell me that people would rather see Tommy and Eric now than Kiss in 77. 
Of course, that's ridiculous. right. I mean, that's, come just, on. That, 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 that's the stuff that insults me and annoys me as a Kiss yeah. fan. Yes. <laughs> and then he says, let me tell you something, my brother. Nobody knows this. But when I was living in San Diego with my psycho girlfriend. <laughs> I almost I, died I, when I saw I that. I got a call from Paul, Doc and Gene, and they were asking me to play on stage. And I said, if I'm getting up there, Tommy has makeup on. With what, two spacemen? Are you crazy? Then Ace goes on shitting on Tommy. Tommy's copying every solo I wrote. He's trying to copy my moves, trying to be cool on stage, but unsuccessfully, unfortunately. Personally, I don't give a shit as long as I'm getting paid. Again. Take that, Ace Cult. That's in quotes directly from Ace. He bitches about it because he doesn't want, he wants to act like he's, the one that's pure and honest yep. about rock and roll music. And then he says, personally, I don't give a shit as long as I'm getting paid. Yep. And then he throws another fucking dagger at Tommy. You think if Gene and Paul, they wouldn't be where they are if they weren't fucking, you know, good businessmen. Right. You think if they were way generous and was like carrying Ace and Peter still and giving them extra money and having them being part of Kiss, you think Ace would ever say anything? You wouldn't bitch about anything. You wouldn't give a fuck. You wouldn't say paid. You think you'd be offended about Tommy? Hey, good job. Hey, good job, Tommy. And make sure you you, you make your crow feet a little bit more. Look and stumble a little more, too. How about when he has to get the dig in? He's like, I I like Tommy. He used to get me sandwiches. (laughs) Really, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Why, Why are you being a dick? Why are you being a dick right now to everybody? Yep. As far as what he said on Howard Stern, I'm going to make a statement to Paul right now. Oh, Paul, if you're not listening. I love that. <laughs> I'm sure one of your associates in the KISS group are. And I'm telling you, I want a formal apology for what you said in a retraction and apology within seven days. And if I don't get with that within seven days... I'm coming back on Ed Trunk show. If he'll have me. If he'll have me. And I'm going to tell some dirt that nobody knows about Paul and Gene that I've always kept to myself. Because I'm the kind of guy who doesn't like to talk about them. And big quotes after for me, I'm saying to myself, then what the fuck are you doing now? Yeah, I think it's pathetic. And I'm glad Eddie did, too, because Eddie let it go and got back to the line of the, the regular line of questioning. Eddie didn't even thank God. Eddie didn't even give him any oxygen on that. So you mean to tell me that's fucking psychotic. That's not even funny, dude. Yeah, it's it's beyond like when you judge people's characters and you go oh, fucking Paul did this or Gene did this. Dude, you're threatening the other people. If you don't give me an apology dude, you all said shit about each other. You've all done it. Not, and I don't like it. And I don't like when Paul does it the most. But you've all said something. Now you are pumping your chest out and fucking demanding apologies, or you're going to sink to the most pathetic level I've ever heard a fucking rock musician say. And and, I'm going to come here and air out grievances. Incredible. I fucking couldn't believe it. Okay. So again, and I'm going to say this, this is just my hunch. I don't have anybody telling me this. Go ahead. The kiss camp or the ace camp. And in my head that it's his fucking girlfriend pumping shit in his ears, because this is what happens when ace gets involved in these people. Pumping him up. You're the greatest. You're the stuff. You don't need this fucking shit. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. All of a sudden, Ace is throwing this shit out. 
Who the it's, fuck is telling him to talk like this? I I wouldn't doubt it. Ace isn't fucking coherent enough to come up with a scheme like this. Yeah, and it's awful shit. Fucking, fucking awful, dude. dude what that, kind of character is that? That's, that's what I'm saying. Terrible. And and just for the record, I said it at the beginning of the episode. I think Paul is a pain in the ass bitch too. I'm not a big fan of him either. But Ace, this is this is about as bad as it gets. In my, it's, it's real. Just, just a it's, shitty human being to say this. It's shit. a fucking dirtbag move. Yeah, you know what, Ace? You are from the streets. You know and what? You're showing it. Yeah. That's a fucking piece of shit move. You know what, Tom? If next week's topic is not my topic, I'm going on Twitter and I'm going to tell him everything I've known about you for the last 20 years, unless you let me do this. Okay. Or unless you apologize to me. You guys would be, and people would be like, what are you, a fucking dick? Yep. No, like, I, I, that it, doesn't it, make the band look bad. That makes him look bad. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know if Eddie was stunned silence or if he was like, okay. Oh, I, I think not, he was. I'm not going near <laughs> that because he didn't I even think, acknowledge He didn't even acknowledge it to his I, credit. I think Eddie's like probably like, no. Exactly. I'm not getting it. Dude, when I hang up the phone, like when we get off, like, dude, you shouldn't have done that. Yep. Shouldn't have done that. I agree. Um, You read the part about our books for those guys are just throwing people under the bus. Paul's book even threw Chin under the bus. I'm not that kind of guy that kisses and tells. What the fuck? What the fuck did you? What are you doing right now? I have. 120 page manuscript i can't believe he said manuscript i i can't i thought he said manifesto but go ahead and my attorney has in a safety deposit box and god forbid anything happens to me my attorney has instructions to release it to the new york times rolling stone api they can't intimidate me by trying to hurt me or say you better not say something to me about me because they would totally screw their careers will be ruined Dude, what um, do you think? You're in a fucking De Niro movie? What is that? You, hey, what uh, is that? New York Times. We have this story about Ace and guitars, and, and, and he's going to get sued and killed. And they'd be like, dude, get this fucking what you, guitar I shit mean, out of here. That that I b- Between the seven-day threat and the 120-page manuscript that's locked away in a safe. I mean, dude, he's fucking, he's gonzo. Dude, you're, it's not that important. They're not going to have you murdered. That stupid shit about you getting killed in the Caribbean because your old girlfriend would say that shit. You're still talking yeah. about that, and you have this script. You have all these things. What are you going to say? Paul's gay? Oh, <laughs> what? What are you going to say? Jeans, jeans had multiple lovers or whatever. Oh yeah, okay. or, was, or harassed women? No, okay, no, we, 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 we all know all that. Yeah, no whatever. shit. Fucking brutal. It, but to say I have dirt on you and you better. So that's just fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. And then Eddie jumps in and asks about playing. Ace says the only way I'd come up if they would offer me a large trunk of money. Oh, my God. So now it isn't Ace not doing this for the fan, like I'm saying to myself, uh, like he accuses Kiss for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you think about it, oh, why didn't they just perform together for the fans at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Now Ace is like, I just need money. Exactly. He's not. He's not saying I'll do it for the fans. I don't give a fuck. Just pay me something reasonable. But we're holding Kiss to that standard, but not Ace. Ace has Ace is. <sighs> yeah. Go ahead. All right. So Ace then says they owe me millions of dollars, according to my attorney, who's one of the biggest attorney handles Metallica, Peter Paterno. He is a big, huge attorney, uh, and they got scared when I hired him because they knew. People don't hire him unless he's going to sue somebody. 
So the band now owes you millions of dollars. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Because right. every artist, just like the record companies and everybody else, is always like, oh, no, that's not part of the deal. No, no, no that doesn't count. No, no, right. that, you don't get a percentage of that. I'm sure they fucking owe him some sort of money for something. I'm sure. Anyways, he said, I didn't want to sue them because I was hoping they would invite me to play for a third time. And and he was the best fit in the band ever. Do you think Tommy Thayer can do what I do? Impossibility. Dude. He is. <laughs> he is. He's been he, doing it for Sorry, he's been years. doing it for fucking 20 years, dude. Uh, 50, 20, whatever. He might, he, he, might, he might not be nailing your solos the way that we want note for note, but he's fucking crushing it out there. Yeah, and he's also not puking on the road crew and not fucking missing flights and not showing up and saying, ah, yeah, I'm playing a game of cards. Um, I don't dislike Tommy as a person. He used to be my tour manager. He used to get me, as you said, sandwiches. Another little, another, <laughs> a, another, a, another petty little dig at a guy that he is jealous of. It, this is the kind of shit that was pissing me off. I'm like, that is such a little demeaning. It, that's it. It's it's emasculating. A, it's, de- it, like, it's demeaning. It's emasculating. It's minimizing the kind of person. It, it was this whole fucking thing was so shitty. Yeah. And so if you think about it, would he like it if Gene and Paul brought up and said, well, why would we want Ace? The guy couldn't even sell out fucking Nashua's theater. It's true. I mean, like, if that's a con, like, you know, I'm sure there were uh, concerts that Ace did since he was a solo act that he yeah. couldn't sell some little place. And yep. it might be a true fact, but why would you go to that one fact? Because Ace has had some success exactly. along the exactly. way. Exactly. But we're going right. to ignore all that and, yep. and describe Ace as the guy that couldn't sell out the 200 seat club. Yep. That's what you're doing. You're going to ignore Tommy's musical career. You're going to ignore that he played in fucking a band that was had some minimal success. And you're going to ignore the you're going to and you're going to ignore the fact that he had to show you how to play your fucking shit on the reunion because you yeah. were so fucked up you couldn't remember how to do anything. You're going to forget that he's all been that. In Kiss for 15, 20 years, whatever the fuck he's been in. You forget yeah. all that, but you brought me sandwiches. Yeah, just a dick move. Fucking yeah. dick move. Yeah, I don't like that. Nope. Um, Ed asked, do you want to be part of it? Ace, there has to be a, there hasn't been a formal invite. I don't need the money. I have plenty of money. Not from what nope. we've heard. No, you don't. First of all, what he does, this is when he doesn't know which end he's talking out of because he just spent the first 20 minutes talking about if the money's right, if the money's right. Then he's like, well, I don't need the money. I got plenty of money. Hey, you don't. We know that. And then he says, as far as I'm concerned, the musicians I'm playing with now blow them off the stage. Okay, we love Ace's band. We've had them on our show. They're great. They're, They're fucking, fucking amazing. Awesome. But I would call They're them, amazing. But I would call them Gene's band. But that's okay. Right, right, right. I know. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true too. <laughs> yeah. I, I right. Mean, give me a fucking break. They're not your band. And it's right. why are you trying to insult them? Do you think fucking uh uh, I don't know if you want to say Phil, but you would say Ryan and fucking Jeremy are sitting there and go, we're better than Kiss. Of course. We'll blow them off the stage. They would never say something. They would like never that. say something that. like that. Yeah, they, it's, just, it's just a stupid comment. Not that they can't probably blow them off the stage. They probably, they might. But why are you saying stupid? But, but this is what I'm saying. Are you noticing? Are you noticing this interview? It's like a train going off the tracks at a high rate of speed. The more he talks, the more insane he is getting. Yeah. Now he's just fucking. He's gone. Mentally farting out everything that's yeah. in his head. He's he's gone now. Yep. 
<laughs> and then he goes, uh, you know, Ed's asking, have you talked to Peter Rell? No. Our girls met. Hey, remember Nashville? This is hilarious. Oh, this is good. This is brain labs just detours. This I laughed because it's like fucking Alzheimer's right here. He literally says, yeah, our girls met. Hey, you remember Nashville? First time I met Vinny. He didn't ask you about Vinny. He asked no, about one, Peter. No, no one did. I saw I saw pics, pictures of him in a dress. The stuff I heard. But I don't like to talk about anybody unless it's credible. Dude, you just you shit just, on the ball rumors. You just, you just, it's fucking insane. <laughs> you just did it. Yeah. Vinny was sweet. I didn't realize he was that small. <laughs> in reality, he looked it like an old like woman. <laughs> What the fuck is what this? is happening? This is when th- I don't know if it's this specific point in the interview, but this is when you could start to this. Is, it's around this time when you could start to hear Eddie kind of chuckling under his own breath because he's like, what the fuck is happening right now? This is what, this is what we hear when there are people that are around Ace that will tell stories. Of yeah. Hanging out with him. Oh, yeah. Like, surreal shit. Him this is it. Locked out of his room. Him wandering the halls looking for scotch it's... tape in a parking lot. Like, I couldn't sudden... believe how small he was. He looked like an old lady. Like, <laughs> Eddie cuts him off, I put. He, he can tell Eddie's getting nervous. Eddie says, not the same thing against old women. And Ace laughs. And then he says, you know... Uh, yeah, and then he says his girlfriend's age and his age and their age difference. And he says, yeah, my parents had about the same age difference. What the fuck does it have to do with anything? Yeah, he's he's just, he's he's gone. He's gone. Dude, he went to, have you talked to Peter? To Vinny looks like an old woman. And my, my parents. Girlfriend, yeah, to my girlfriend and I have like 18 years difference. Right. And my parents did too. What? Yeah, it's... Oh, Eddie, Eddie's like, all right, wrap it up here. Seriously, <laughs> my God. No offer has been made and you want an apology. He said, I want it in seven days if you allow me to talk about some more dirt. And those guys aren't squeaky clean. Do you know how many lawsuits against Gene? It tries to steer. Uh, I put, you can tell Eddie's trying to steer the ship and Ace just keeps. It's not talking. working. Oh. This is when it's just oh, this is just the best. Fire the guy does their wigs. <laughs> I don't care. I wear a wig too. Yeah, no shit. Dude, why are you talking about them firing <laughs> their wig guy? Because he's trying to make them look bad. No, you know? I know, I know, but it's so. And they are suing him. It's just so fucking weird, man. Oh, yeah, man, talking about wigs in here. It goes. And he goes. What's the point? <laughs> Yeah, he goes. That this is this is when I was like laughing. I'm like, I love Eddie right now because Eddie's like, all right, what the fuck is the point of the wig talk? <laughs> like he's just like, I know you're my friend, but buddy, like, what the fuck is the point? What are we what doing here? He doesn't want to embarrass his friend, but he's just like, huh? I gotta help him, right? Ace, uh, I can't believe how cutthroat they are the way they do their business. And here comes what I would describe as, yeah, that's. Anti-Semitic. I know I would take it as that. No offense. I, know, um, I thought of that, I thought of that a little bit myself. I, then, I, I I I thought of that a little bit myself. I overheard Gene talking to his attorney saying you owe them twenty k, and Gene said, "Fuck them, it will cost them twenty k." And I thought of us. 
Dude, that was. Why would so- you? Why would you not pay him? Cause fuck him. Fuck him. That's, that's a, <laughs> when he told that story. I literally laughed out and loud. And then here's my favorite part. I can't do that. If I owe somebody twenty grand, they will get twenty grand. I'm like, yeah, unless it's nope. the IRS. Twenty grand cash because it's all I can accept right now because of my tax problems. <laughs> so, some people won't do the right thing because they feel they're above everybody. Oh. It's sad. I wouldn't want to be Gene when he has to meet his maker at the pearly gates and explain his actions. But Gene's an atheist. Sorry, pal. You're going to have a wake up call. What the fuck, dude? This is this is when it reminded me of like being at like a holiday dinner with like your crazy great uncle. That's just fucking shit face rambling right now. Yeah. Eddie then goes on. He says, he, you know, as he always does, I offer the show to Paul and Gene and Ace comes on. And he's he goes, no, that's because Paul hates you. Yeah. <laughs> Paul isn't a fan of yours. He's not a big age. fan of yours. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be diplomatic. You know, I've always offered them, you know, for some whatever reason. Yeah, he hates you. <laughs> he wants to be told they're hated by somebody. It's But anyways, uh, Ace, for Paul to say I can't play guitar and sing is a ridiculous statement. I had a meeting with Paul and Gene at their house six or seven, eight years ago. I pulled up in my Bentley. Yeah, right. Gene says to me, I wouldn't get on stage with you for more than 50 minutes. What the fuck does that mean? I was doing an hour no, and a half. No, no, no. The, the best was, Ed, he goes, what the fuck does that mean? Eddie goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what that means. Why? You, uh... I was doing an hour and a half tour. Why did he invite me to go on tour in Australia or invite? I invite me to uh, help him promote that those silly saves. What were they called? <laughs> that was that was legitimately vault? fucking hilarious. That was amazing. He's like, he's like the vault experience. Yeah, he should have had a pole vaulter. <laughs> Jeez, silly it, safe. <laughs> the silly safe. <laughs> Stay tuned for a shout out loud test. Silly safe shirt coming your way. Oh, absolutely. That's coming. And then he goes on and say, now Gene says I'm his only friend. And to totally honest with you, no matter what I what I say about <laughs> right. Gene, I love Gene. I but see, this is what Gene. I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is like the fourth or fifth person throughout this entire interview that he has absolutely bludgeoned and then says, but I love him. He's a good guy. I got nothing against him personally. I still believe Gene loves me. He's a shrewd businessman. He's a cutthroat businessman. That's part of his heritage, you know. Yeah. His religion. That was, you know, a lot of people don't know. He used to go (laughs) to a Hasidic Jew school. I'm not laughing. I'm not. He used to have Or the curls, or whatever you call it, and wear a yarmulke. I'm, so, I'm sorry. When he goes, he used to have fucking dreadlocks. <laughs> what the fuck is? And he goes, I wish I had some pictures of that, but I bet Gene destroyed them. I'm like, dude, dude, that whole section completely anti-Semitic. I don't give of a fuck. Of course it was because, say. of course it was because You're, he went, he seamlessly went from. Cutthroat, shrewd businessman to Hasidic Jew. Uh, there was, there was <laughs> red locks. There was no nuance there about what Ace was getting at. No, 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 no. 
And it, it's just like, oh man, Uncle 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 Fred. It's you, bad. You, you can't talk like this in front of my girlfriend's family, please. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, that's what that is. Oh, but no, it gets better with the religion though. Keep going. Whether you're a Hindu or an Arabic religion, what's the Arabic religion? <laughs> the one uh, where they did they when they got that big square building. <laughs> Muslim? What the fuck is he talking about? What square building? Oh my god! And, and you know the ones I go and, around. And he, goes, and he goes, "I just said Muslim." Goes, Sorry, Ed, I'm a little hot of hearing. <laughs> and then it's like Ace goes on about religion. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Deep yeah. thoughts with Ace Frehley. He talks about something called religion. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie tried to get log off. Ace is yapping about the devil and drugs. And I'll be sober 17 years. Ace was like, can I plug my album? And his Eddie is trying. It's like, and I gotta go, got, dude. Yeah, he's got, I gotta catch a flight. Uh, but, and that's it. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. One huge nugget. What's that? He try, Ace tries to tell everybody that this album that's about to come out is going to be the best album, maybe better than his 78 solo album. No and even Eddie's like, okay, what? Okay, that's the Paul Stanley. This is the greatest album we've ever exactly. done. Exactly. Uh, he's still he's using still the kiss mentality about that my shit. God, my head is um, laughing. Silly safe. Fucking can't remember people's names that he just recorded with. Fucking, what's that religion? <laughs> G- I'm, had still to fi- I'm still trying to figure out what the square building is that he's talking about. <laughs> the thing in Mecca, the Mecca thing that people go around. Oh, okay, okay, whatever. Jesus, God, that, that square building. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> so you got so many funny parts in this, but then but it's the insults. Take the human, take the funny ace isms out of this. It's a fucking, it's a shit. It, it's. He crossed the line. He went overboard. He Somebody fucking wasn't there with him. He's like, dude, don't go there. I don't yeah. know if it's his new girlfriend or his crew because he's had the same kind of crew and his manager, John, there for quite some time. But the threats. And he hasn't done that. The threats, the low blows, the, the, like you said, the, the emasculating, minimizing type of, of calm. It's just a, a real bad look. A real bad look. I'm sorry. Yeah, in, in Ace, you could be probably brought into the fold. They could probably do more projects with you. You could probably make more money if you fucking were with them in Paul and Peter too, doing different types of thing. But you don't. You no. you think it's better to be spiteful, and it's going to work out for you. You're like fucking in your seventies, still fucking schlepping it around town. Yep. You know, being carried by a young and- band. But one other thing I want to end kind of on. All this crazy shit. Paul Stanley, you're ending in December. Everything's been sold out. You've got everything pinpointed down. You want him to come in? Never mind the fucking animosity and the hatred you probably have to him. You want your last two shows and bring him up now? I would say, fuck no. I don't want anything to do with him. Fuck him. It's never happening. Do you know how much resentment he must have towards you right now? And even Gene, they're going to say, fuck him. He fucked and put his foot in his mouth. We're yep. not putting that. We're not dealing with my last time touring, my last concerts. I'm going to remember this shit. I'm not taking a chance that I'll go out with Eric and Tommy. I'll say goodbye to the fans and, and, and sleep like a baby that night. 
I told you this before. I never thought this was happening, but I'll tell you right now, if there was even a sliver, a slice of hope, it's it's gone. Now, I know that there are people out there going to be like, no, this is just the ace is being a dick. He's trying to get the attention. They'll, they'll negotiate something. They will not. And if and if I and if I'm wrong, we'll, we'll come on here. And we'll talk about it. And I'll tell you I was wrong. So overall. Kudos to Eddie. He tried. Oh, absolutely. It's he a tried. great get. Yeah. You know, I wonder if I, 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 I what I was thinking was I wonder how. Obviously, none of this was planned, but I wonder like how behind closed doors, like, I mean, because again, Eddie on his social media, he was like, Jesus, I don't even know where to go with this. So I think it blindsided him too, just the, the rants and the insanity. But again, you know, it's a good get. Eddie and him are friends, but I'm, Eddie, Eddie, I'm, I'm wonder if there was a conversation after this off the air with Ace being like, dude, what the fuck did you just do on my show? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. All right, Tom. What we do next is we go to kiss question. You got one? Yeah, we do. Question week. This comes from a longtime fan of the show listener, Kyle Schneider. Kiss harder than hell and dress to kill were certified gold in 1977. I believe I take your word for it. They have not been recertified since, which we've talked about. What do you think their current album certification level is now? If you had to guess, are they all platinum, double platinum, multiple? What do you think? Just those three. Oh, I believe they're all platinum, at least platinum, if not more. Really? Yeah. I think the debut is is at least platinum. Harder than hell and dressed to kill. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But we're going to try to get more info on that, Kyle, because we've talked about that before. Uh, Quick question of the week. But, of course, we love it anyway. So, Kyle, thank you for sharing and joining, being part of the show and uh, always supporting us. So thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, where can people find us? Go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where everything is there. All our episodes, all of our rankings, links to Patreon, links to our merch, links to Amazon. It's all there. Go there. And our email, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Email us, please. We read them all. And our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And another shout-out to Stephen Holden for our Patreon family becoming the newest member. And to everybody out there, Patreon guys, we love you. And we always like to say that we're a proud member of the Pantheon podcast network of shows. Yeah. I always tell people they can DM us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that has consistently grown. We appreciate that. And if you look, we also have the video portion of our interview with uh, Graham Bonnet. So when we do interviews, yes. a portions of those will now will show the video it's, yep. it's sometimes more fun to watch and, and uh, some people enjoy those. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a big help to us. And we appreciate when you do that. And then uh, we always like to tell people to give us one of those five star child reviews on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Facebook, wherever you can give us one of those uh, reviews. It's greatly appreciated. And we got a new one from Peter Drosos on Apple Podcast. That's our favorite place to uh, give reviews. And this one says, Sports Radio for KISS fans. Ooh, I like it. This is the kind of content for KISS fans that really hammers home what being a fan is all about. The hosts are not trying to impress with their anecdotal connections to the band and aren't afraid to criticize. 
Yet this is not a roast. It's candid and passionate conversation about the hottest band in the land and all things we love about it. Highly recommend. Wow. Incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That's awesome. Thank you. And people always ask, how can I help the show? Patreon, leave us a five-star child review. Yep. Get some of our awesome merch. Some new stuff for coming out. And we are in the UK too, by the way. We had a couple shirts go out last week in the UK. And uh, we have some new fun designs coming out. Make sure you check out our merch page right from our website at shoutitoutloudcast.com. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. And check out our Amazon store. That helps us a lot. Please do that. Greatly appreciated. Yes. Um, In addition, I'll give you the email. You can email us your thoughts at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. I will say this. You guys are kicking ass. The whole March Madness, the interaction. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about that. The Michael DeBar stuff. Interaction we are getting right now. In the last just 30 days, we had over half a million interactions just on Twitter. Because That's of insane. the March Madness. Half a yep. million. Incredible. Okay. You guys are insane. Yep. It's awesome. That's that's what's showing on our Twitter anala- analytics. Yep. Insane. The followers, the mentions, all that stuff. And and by the way, guys, Tom had to put something up the other day. Just keep it keep it simple. I don't know. There's Thank some you. fucking idiot, Denise Huxtable, or whoever the fuck that is. Cut the shit. Like, yeah. We're not. No need. Yeah, you know, we're not we're not going after people. Please cut that shit out. And we're, we're gonna if we have to block her or, or put her on a little friggin' timeout, well, we, we will. We we did. <laughs> we did. We, yeah. Oh, okay. A little okay, timeout. Yeah. All right. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it just we don't feel like it. Yeah, there's there's. It's just nasty shit. It's nasty shit yeah. that we don't want. So, uh, you know, the point in her method is not appreciated. No. Yeah. But we do see the copycats out there. <laughs> Sorry. Good point. <laughs> anyway uh guys thank you very much uh what we do at the end is we always end on famous last words you have any tom i do so it's it's an ace famous last word it's not a kiss famous last word it's ace related because that was our episode so i want to get this one in when i wake they're always there waiting just to freely please me while i wash They're occupied cleaning things so sweetly, neatly. When I play, they play with me, willing to do anything. I love my dolls. (laughs) I'm going to leave it with these four words from uh, Ace Classic. And I'm going to say this. And I think it's meant to Paul and Kiss. I hope you suffer. Oh, nice. Bravo, Zeus. (sighs) Tom, Kiss Army, Loudcasters, Ace Cult. Thank you. Guys, you're the best. Thank you for everything. Eddie, thank you. Ace Freely, thank you. Everybody, Zeus is always my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. I think, uh, who's the drummer in Kiss right now? Eric Singer. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.